This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Mud Cedric has been some torching the blindside blue paper for the final time in 2021. That's the big Watusi exhilaration, the festival of the boot fanaticism, and the all-consuming insatiable craving for more from the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blind zoo, blindside soundproof cave at ABC Grandstand Olympic HQ. Happy Rugby League, Australia. Welcome to the Big Watusi Weekend on 2021. And again, after last weekend's prelims, we are talking referees and unacceptable errors on the field and wild late-night drug-fueled scenes off and COVID scares everywhere. In other words, it was a pure of business as usual, a week of pure rugby league. By week's end, uh, the interest in referees was described as an unhealthy obsession. Not by me, but by Annesley, the referee's boss. An unhealthy obsession making league lovers who question the NRL whistleblowers sound like sickos and pervs with an uncontrollable interest in whistleblowing smut. On behalf of all blindsiders, the bludgers asked for an explanation about unacceptable refereeing mistakes. Sadly, the NRL HQ, very, very QT on this issue. They've got the 17th team problem. They've got the uh, scheduling of the grand final, etc. So many issues, they haven't got time to tackle the blight, the biggest blight on the game. Last week, the Panthers were inspired to hang tough against the Storm. Uh, apparently, it goes back 12 months, this uh, big win last weekend, uh, they fume because uh, this is the men from the mountains, the uh, former chocolate soldiers, the former licorice all sorts, and now the Penrith Panthers. They fume because of unfortunate, some might say unsavoury, Melbourne Storm video posts suggesting the men from the mountains were a bunch of clowns who could not take a joke, who knew bugger all about rugby league. The word pillow was even mentioned. That would be enough to focus the mind of any team. Memories linger in those far-off mountains. Blindsiders, tomorrow night all eyes will be at, um, well, for the all, at Suncorp for the all-Sydney big show clash of Rabbits v Panthers. In an omen tip, there have been several unconfirmed sightings of the Lithgow Panther in the Watsford Oval area this week, uh, alarming me. Uh, not that I've got any real vested interest in it, but to take it from me, that's a very, very solid omen tip. And in a roundup of Mad Monday hijinks, players from Melbourne Storm, well, the stars, should I say, from the Storm got stuck into uh, the Bonami this week. Uh, well, that's what it looked like from where I was camped on the toot, uh, cheese and muns, then unleashed uh, footsteps on the tabletop, which went viral to a very appreciative crowd and uh, ably supported by the TikTok dancers, remember them? It started last year, they're back. They were great. Now, uh, I can understand after a season from hell, a couple of hefty toots on the cleansing whiz to clear the nasal passages, but the video 
the videos I just don't get. Uh, gig economy, odd jobbers, white van drivers and appliance jockeys, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. This is H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible, what an incredible week. A week went too much. Sport is barely enough. The Melbourne Demons broke the 167-year drought in the West and post Hooter graciously saluted all their supporters who could not travel because of the dreaded lurgy. Club officials said there would be... Uh, well, time for celebrations when the team lobbed back after a well-deserved break and freedom has been restored to all Australians. That's right, freedom. That's what this program's about. The blind side has always championed freedom. Now, what a granny it was uh, in the West. It went right down to the wire till about halfway through the third quarter. Then Melbourne decided to wait for it, get the job done. Thanks very much, PM. Getting the job done. Melbourne Demons got the job done and kicked 12 goals in a row to collect the cup. Basil had thoughtfully bought out to Optus Oval in the boot of the Arras. Some pundits claim it was the best 40 minutes seen anywhere in the history of the game. I think there were probably a big call from a large coterie of Melbourne Demon people who were there. Uh, obviously, speaking, you know, red and blue, true blue, that sort of stuff. Heartbeats true. <laughs> Write the rest of the song yourself. Incidentally, our Baz had a day out. He was the glue that held the whole shebang together. Sure, there were glitches, but that's Basil. That was pure Basil. He even put the swerve on the Melbourne coach Simon Goodwin's thoughtful words of wisdom post-Hooter after the big uh, win. Can I highlight the run of Streaker Bowl? I don't think this guy's got the credit he deserves or the attention he deserves. Off a limited preparation, this bloke looked to be the complete package and he certainly has the name to be world class. Surely there is a training program in WA that can get the kid ready for a tilt in Birmingham next July. Rugby Union and the coach of the Golden Nutty Boys, Dave Rennie, produces a, another telling miracle against Argentina. Nutty Boys, 27, Pumas, 8. That's three in a row for the old gold and now they're second, almost first in the world. Weird game, Rugby Union, isn't it? You can win three on the trot and suddenly become world beaters. Uh, the Pumas then went on a holiday to Byron Bay and now can't get back over the border for the match this weekend. In travel news, Beijing has pulled in the welcome mat for overseas visitors at next year's Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics. Sadly, the tour down under is binned for another year. But in good news, one of my favourite lead-up events, the Commonwealth Games Baton Run, is on its way. The Tube of Triumph will visit everywhere, finishing up in Birmingham for the blast-off next July of the Commie Games. Now, the baton usually has a message from the Queen and a what's-on in Durantown for the two weeks of the Games. Uh, the latter is always a very slim volume. Uh, incidentally, uh, respected international projections have Australia winning 87.9% of medals on offer. That, I think that's underselling it, really. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. Tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed-up storage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go. And get a go. And if you've had got something, and get in the back of the queue for another go. Uh, look, we've almost arrived there. I think that was what the PM was trying to indicate last night with his, uh, you know, exciting travel plans that allow all Australians to have freedoms. Freedoms that they've been denied for so long. It must be the best part of a decade now. But you won't have to scream, are we there yet? Because we're there now. Thanks very much, PM. And now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf... Uh, in the final time, season 2021, let's lock horns with a man who is the brains behind the Winks Big Day Out concept. 
His firm, uh, Watsford Oval Thoroughbred Promotions, have secured 500 tickets to the Everest at Randwick on October the 16th and has put together a once-in-a-lifetime racing experience. Wait for this. Write this down. Ticket holders will gather in the Happy Clapper Room in the new wing stand for all the festivities, beginning with a self-serve three-course meal with matching wines. The spread includes a multi-grain bread roll in the shape of winks, which is yours to eat on site or keep for a souvenir of the day. Sounding good so far, isn't it? The entertainment package includes winning selections in every race across Australia from the award-winning tipping team of Fractious Bruce Woodus, Barbwire Bob Bossari and the Lithgow punting prodigy, prodigy Lonesome Ronnie Stool. On the horse front, Rooting King will be a, a special guest tipster on the day. You know how the king does it. You've seen him do it. You know, what do you like in race one? And then he taps out. Horse three, obviously. That's the king's special. No one knows the horse like the king because, let's face it, he is one. Winks will arrive at 1.30 and there'll be photo opportunities for the whole family and the kids will be able to sit on the Winks statue for at least five minutes. But please, parents, on the statue front, book now to avoid disappointment. Go to Winks Stay Out, Count Me In website to secure your place at the horse trough. It's pricey, sure. I don't resolve from the fact it costs a bomb. But experience like this, experiences like this are not cheap, but you'll make it all back and more in the first three races on the Everest Rainwick card. Everyone will get, a, a, you know, obviously a, a souvenir of the day, a stool bag featuring dumps from the chumps. The man behind, should I say, dumps from the champs and chumps, i.e. those that lose. Now, the man behind this unique racing experience is the voice of hope. That's right, the voice of hope. You've heard him here throughout the season, bringing that voice of hope to the very microphone you're listening to now. That's rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, as another season slips into the ash can of history, can we get the bludgeon on the blindside bunny in motion for the final time simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Folly sick, dude! Yes, thank you very much, H.G. Nelson. Happy Rugby League, H.G. Happy Rugby League and Happy Rugby League uh, Australia. Uh, and we celebrate uh, a number of things this uh, at this period of time because it's golf month. It's go- oh, of course. It's golf month. I'd forgotten all about that. I'm oh, sorry about that. It's so easily, it creeps up on you, doesn't it? I mean, just so many months aren't golf month and then suddenly it's there. one is. <laughs> and this is it. And to celebrate golf month, I noticed that the, uh, the uh, golf courses in uh, Victoria, uh, the toilets are closed, not, not being able to be used at all, which is a bit of a is challenge. A, a promotional... I don't know if it's a promotional thing or not. I, I have no idea, but golfers are very resourceful. Mm. <laughs> um, They've got holes everywhere. They do. They do. And, I, I, I you know, there, there were, were a few complaints uh, when the edict came from the Victorian government that uh, all public facilities at the golf courses would be closed. Um, a lot of people were up in arms, denial of freedom, that sort of thing. Uh, but the way I saw it, it uh, gives you more freedom. Oh, no. Doesn't it? You can go anywhere. Exactly. And and who's going to prosecute you? Indeed. No one. No, no judge. No one in their right no mind. Judge. Yeah. No yeah. judge yeah. would find you guilty. Of course. You were doing what on the 14th? Oh, I'm just, get out of here. Yeah, I know. I've done it myself yeah, there. I've done it myself there. Yeah. Just behind, yes, near the blackberry bushes. That's it. Now, you did mention the Wallabies, HG, and this this miracle that you referred to is absolutely right. And it made me think, how good is this for Cadbury's? Well, <laughs> didn't Cadbury's get on board at the right time? They certainly did. They and must how have known. foolish does Qantas look now? I know. It could have been the Qantas Wallabies, number two in the world. And Qantas freedom. And knocking on the door at number one. I know. Knocking on the door at number well, one. Well, we beat number one like, a couple of weeks ago. South Africa blew them out of the water. I know. I mean, this Rennie revolution. I know. There's a lot going for it, and there's a lot to be said about bringing back old players. There is. Isn't there? Yeah, they've got another Who one Who discarded back. that lot? Exactly. Eh? They need an inquiry. 
course we need an inquiry. We do. Can I say it's an outstanding job that Rennie's doing? It's now he's an outstanding individual. Mm. Mm. And I've never met him. I know, neither have I. I have no interest in yeah, meeting indeed. him. And I'm being honest, I won't resile from that. <laughs> if he walked into the room, if we came in here this I morning, wouldn't know him. I wouldn't know him. Yeah, it could be Verstappen for all I care. Well, I know Verstappen. Now, our world record-breaking 26 one-day international wins in a row comes to an end with Meg Lanning's heroines going down to India. Had to happen. Had to happen. And this test match, isn't this test no, match talking to people? Uh, really I, interesting. I mean, really, do you see a team bat for two days? Um, I, I don't know what's going wrong with the Australian. I don't know who decided that we would send them in. That was, that was yeah, your no, mistake. Yeah, no, never do that again. I assume it wasn't Meg Lanning. Oh, well, I think it was, as it turns out. Mm. I think it was her choice to do that. Mm. But I looked at that pitch and I looked at you and I said, can't wait to bat on this one. Oh, Ash Barty has pulled out of the WTA finals after finding out that the tournament is actually being played in Mexico at 1,500 metres with pressureless balls. Now, I don't know if you've ever used pressureless balls at a tennis match, but I tell you what, they fly. They, re- they are very difficult to control because oh. of the atmosphere, because of the height, <clears throat> yes. the elevation, yes. the altitude. You've got to have special bloody balls. Mm. Uh, a lot of players are saying, well, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, Ricciardo did us proud fourth in the Russian GPG. He changed those tyres just at the right time. I know. Uh, he was on the slicks and went to the mediums and it worked out. Uh, Norris, his, uh, his uh, headstrong colleague, foolishly stuck with the slips with the slicks, sorry, and uh, fell to the back of the pack. But these things can happen. And no, that's experience. Experience, exactly. Experience. But uh, Ricciardo is in very good position at the moment. Now, the uh, Rio Olympic boxing medals are all now in question uh, with a detailed report revealing corruption and judge rigging. Uh, no surprises. We thought so at the time, that there was well, something yeah. a little bit wrong when that bloke was carried off uh, with a gold medal around his neck. Uh, that, that happened dead, very often. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. When, when you see a bloke come out and, uh, you know, he's just given hammer from start to finish over the three rounds, doesn't get a punch in, has a broken nose, broken jaw and still collects the gold, you've got to say, well, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't know what is going to happen here. The, 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 I mean, it's up to, uh, I suppose, the... Uh, John Coates. Well, Coates in part, yes. Yeah, you'll well, have to look into it. Yeah, you'll have to open an inquiry. Yes, Now, yes. remember, of course, boxing has been very suspect for a long time. Oh, you yes. go back to Seoul, you know, oh, 88. I, know. I mean, I think Jeff I Benny think every, go, every medal given in boxing over the last 100 years Are you should be pros? returned. Yeah, returned. Do you think that sport should be sidelined for a while? Oh, no, everyone loves the sport. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, it's just a case of cleaning it up. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard. But uh, honestly, you know... Uh, we have made a lot of money. You and I personally oh, have made yeah, a lot well, of money out well, there. Well, who hasn't? Only an oh, idiot no, wouldn't that's have true. Who hasn't? Only an idiot wouldn't have done. Uh, now, the new A-League logo appears to be a copy of a South Australian building company. <laughs> and the South, I know that building company very well. They're very good. Very principled. Very principled. Mm. Uh, and I think they've lodged a bit of an objection. I so have. the A-League might have to change its logo once again. Which is a bit of a... I mean, the A-League always... Trip themselves up, don't oh, it's they? Funny, isn't it? it is funny. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's in charge. The, They've changed the, the people. The faceless in people. Yeah, faceless people in charge. And nobody. Some some of the clubs are owned by. 
Well, nobody knows who owns them. Nobody knows the owners of some of these clubs. There's suggestions that suggestions maybe suggestions that maybe the, the mafia's involved. Oh, I didn't realise that. And oligarchs in Russia. I heard the uh, latter. Yeah. Mm. But it's not a good look for the A-League. No. It's not a good look at all. I don't know who their sponsors are. I, I assume Cadbury's aren't with them or Qantas. <laughs> I don't know who's sponsoring the A-League. Anyway, they've got to sort it out. I mean, they're starting to look like Olympic boxing, boxing judges. Now, wonderful week for the greatest game of all, HG. Of course, those uh, Storm players. I thought it might have been a little bit of detergent or something yeah, like well, that. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I thought. Yes, yeah. detergent. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine uh, players of the calibre of the Melbourne Storm would take some toot. No. It's just not no. their go. No, it's not their go. It's not their go. Yeah. I mean, dancing on a table, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's pure Storm. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't do that? I mean, whenever I go into a hotel room, first, first thing I do is check do. out the table. Yeah. Yeah. How will, sturdy will is it? Will it take the weight? <laughs> yeah. Because <that's right. laughs> I want to bop. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know what the storm is going to it's do It's cast a pall over proceedings. It's, it's cast M's a pall over the whole week. The whole organisation. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise the me. The whole storm setup. I know. Is now starting to look a little bit Creaky. shifty. Yeah. And let's face it, I'd go further than that, the NRL. Well, it doesn't make the NRL look good. But if this was toot, I mean, why are the police involved? Where did they buy this toot? Did they exactly. get it from the Melbourne Storm? Are the Storm dealing in toot? <laughs> Is Bellamy a dealer? Is that the suggestion? And the Coach of the Year award? Coach suspect? of the Year award, Dally M, yes, he yes. got that. No, no, that's what I mean. The tootmeister. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's just not a good look. I know. Rugby league. And their defence is, well, we've only got the same degree of difficulty with it as the population and the yes. society as a whole. That's right. What sort of defence is that? It's, well, what, everyone's doing it. Yeah. That's the defence. And six again. Yeah. God almighty. Now, warrior Reese Walsh is arrested after failing to comply with police directions. Well, he was in town. They said, look, you're not meant to be here. Get home. All right, I'll go home. And he didn't. Police got him again. What are you still doing here? Oh, I forgot. Get home. Okay. He didn't. No. Well, in the end, the police have just got to say, well, get the toot out of you. Put it in the bin there. Yeah, and go home. Hop in the car. And we'll run you and home. And we'll run you home. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, Turbo Tom, Dalian Player of the Year. After playing only 15 games, I find that weird. I find that really weird. What's the – is there any suggestion? Have you probed the stats on – I haven't looked at the stats at all. Who else? I refuse to look at the stats because it yeah. just looked implausible Wrong. to me. Yeah. Implausible that a bloke could only turn up 15 times and run away with the Dally M. And you've got to remember this. What about all these other players that have played every bloody match? 25 rounds. 25 rounds? Yeah. I mean, it just – it it, stinks, it fails it? the pub test. Oh. <laughs> doesn't it? I'll tell you what, it fails the tabletop test. Yes, it does. Benji says he'll be back next year and that is good news for people who just love rugby league and love decent, hard-working rugby league. I mean, there's no suggestion of toot with Benji Marshall. No. Is there? Oh, and uh, if the police told him to go home, he would. He would. Yeah. Benji, oh, no. get yeah. home. Yeah. Yes, officer. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thank you advice. very much for reminding me. I, I, I didn't realise what time it was. And you're absolutely right. It's inappropriate that I'm here. Toot, no, I haven't got any. I don't even look at that sort of stuff. I don't know where you can get some uh, either, nor officer. Nor do I, but I have some washing powder. <laughs> uh, oh. 
Peter Sterling. Ah, yes. He opens up on why he's leaving. He told me, because I phoned him, just to wish him all the best. On behalf uh, of bludgings? On, the, on behalf of all, you know. Bludgers. Bludgers. Mm. Uh, he said to me, he opened up to me, he said he wants to do something else. <laughs> right. That's what he's told me. And I believed him. And I think he probably does want to do something else. He might want to commentate on golf. He loves his golf. He uh-huh. wants to get more into golf. Uh-huh. A lot of rugby league players turn to golf, don't they? I don't they do. know why. Remember Tim Brasher, I Tim think. Tim Brasher was, was, a, was a caddy. caddy at, at I, don't think, I don't think Peter Sterling wants to be a caddy. He wants to play. I think he wants to play. Yeah. I don't know how good he is. I don't know, I don't know what his handicap is. I don't know. What, I don't know. Has he got a set of clubs? He, of course he's got a set of clubs. But uh, who would have guessed she just in the, a week apart we lose Cometti and Sterling? I know. It's just implausible, isn't it? And both very difficult to replace. Yeah. Well, who, who's going to replace Cometti? Well, I suppose Basil. Well, steady, Roy. I know. I mean, you're going to... Yeah, I know, I know. People are going to have to lie down after know, that comment. I know, I know, but, uh, I know. But I, I suppose, uh, well, replacing Sterlow, I suppose Joey would be the one, be the next in line to replace... Yes, although they're very Sterlow. different, very different. Yeah, but they're both halfbacks. They both read the game pretty well. They do. I, th- um, I just think Joe's far more opinionated, I think, than Sturlow. Oh, that's Sturlow's true. Sturlow's an absolute, uh, what is politician really, isn't he? He is, a, a, exactly, an he, absolute he, politician. He sits on the fence and you yeah. don't notice. No, that's right. And nobody's ever said to him over 30 years, Sturlow, get off, get the, off the bloody fence. <laughs> Nobody did. Now, Nobody can, called his bluff. No. On the Sandover Medal Night in WA, Dennis yeah. was given a, a special award. Was he? Yeah, he was. Was it know, presented by Basil? Uh, I dare say it would have been. Yeah, it would have been probably. Would yeah. have been. So did he allow Dennis to talk or no, did he, he didn't. just... he just said, just, here it is. Here it is. Dennis, Off you go, back fella. You go. <laughs> this is my show. Thanks for coming. <laughs> now, uh, HG, I've been uh, in heavy consultation this week with the NRL. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. I wonder why I couldn't get through. Yes. Um, I've been uh, in discussions about the introduction of a chaplaincy program. For all clubs. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, I think this was probably the high water mark of, I want to say, the How- John Howard administration. Yes, well, they got a lot of Intr- jobs. Introducing people. the chaplaincy program to all schools. How's it going? I think it's going very well. Mm-hmm. It's good to know that there's someone decent you can talk to, you know, kids who are troubled or puzzled or have questions mm-hmm. and they're embarrassed to raise certain issues with family, understandably. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. are very personal and private things. Mm-hmm. The chaplain is there to someone you can just turn to, a shoulder to lean on, right. someone to clear the air with, someone to clear up any difficulties. Wow. I think rugby league is calling for this and... The events of this week have just made it oh so stark that each club needs a chaplain. Can I ask, if you're a supporter of, uh, say, the Storm, could you be a chaplain at the Broncos or would you have to be code, sorry, club Look, I think chaplains are able to elevate themselves above above partisanship, (laughs) club partisanship. I think you could have a a Storm chaplain who might secretly be... A Broncos fan, mm-hmm. but wouldn't necessarily reveal it. reveal it unless it was appropriate. Unless a, you know a troubled Storm player came to him and said, "Look, I've got this white stuff here. I don't know what to do with it, etc." You know, go, go, and he might say, "Well, sit down." You know, I've always liked the Broncos. Gould, <laughs> do you want some of this? 
you know. Anyway, yeah. I, I was going to ask you, yes. do you think it's a formal process, like gather round, bring it in tight, my name's, you know, well, Reggie the Rabbit from yeah. a better name. Sure. And I'm your chaplain. Yes, I'm now, your chaplain. Now, what problems you've got? Well, well, Belly, uh, uh, Bellamy would introduce the... Ah, uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, Hey, boys, listen up. Yeah. Hands up. This bloke here, he's our chaplain. For the year. For the year. If now, you got... if you've got any problems, go to him. <laughs> don't come to me. If you're a bit wobbly in the head... Don't come to me. Go to him. Yeah. Okay, if something's getting up your nose, you know what I mean. Don't come to me. Go to him. Yeah, beautifully put. <laughs> Make of that what you will. Footy coaches, are the big raps coming your way this season? You don't know what to do with all those feathers? Why not slip into a pair of Blandy slacks? Now available in your shade of brown, but only from bludging on the blind side. Now, the grand final has been decided it'll be on tomorrow night. No surprises there. And it'll be at uh, Suncorp. I'm not sure what they've decided about the crowd, whether they sticking it might, with the... It might be 75% or 50%. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. So yeah. a lot of people will be disappointed, but they'll get refunds, obviously. Uh, yes. I was speaking to uh, Valendis yep. this yep. morning, and he'll be delivering refunds to people personally. So that's great. Yep. Now, pre-match entertainment, Ian Moss. Uh, he's going to obviously do what he does best, which is play the guitar and sing. Good. Uh, he's got a, a classic uh, selection of hits he can, um, you know, you know, yes. knock out. He might even do a version of Up There Kazali. Be that sort of ecumenical night yes. at Suncorp. That's not be a lovely bad. touch. Would mm, be a nice lovely touch. touch. Yep. Now, uh, a big... Um, Wouldn't it be good if Tom Keneally could be roped in to read <laughs> Blow, Blow That, that Whistle, whistle ref. ref? Wouldn't that be lovely? I think I think that's what it needs. It needs something that says this is a very special occasion. Yes. Something will never happen again. Yeah. Yes. And you can boo as much as you like, but we're doing it. <laughs> now, the uh, very sad news is that uh, there are some suggestions that uh, amongst the retirees, mm. Ray Rabbits Warren. Yes, I did hear that. I did hear that. Now, there's no firm idea about whether he should retire. Yeah. No one's pushing him, but this may be his last match. It could be, yeah. Now, yeah, very big a, shoes to fill too. Enormous shoes to fill. Yeah. I mean, this he's he's you know he's been there. Yeah. Whew, through the Super League war, uh-huh. through the COVID times, obviously. Uh, yeah. uh, and remember, of course, he retired once when Parramatta beat Canterbury four two. I remember that we were there. HG. I remember him saying, "And it's goodbye from Pricey and the Crow and the Rabbit." Remember that? I do. I mean, it brings it to It's a hell of a long time ago. I know. Now, we have been uh, interested in refereeing, Mm. and this is a quote. I didn't hear this, but uh, at one point, uh, Jesse Bromwich, this is last weekend's match, uh, Jesse Bromwich and uh, that's obviously Storm Skip and and Penrith Skip, Isaiah Yo, were pushing, you know, bumping into each other, and Jared Sutton Mm. blew a whistle and said, if I see any more pushing and shoving, someone's going to be in the bin. Did you really? Now, hang on a minute. Rugby league is about pushing and shoving, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, rugby league is an odd one, HG. A lot of the players, speak to any of the players and they say, we've got no, we have no intention to hurt anyone out there. No. None. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just, we just push and yeah, shove. Yeah. Yeah, we, there's no... There's no, there's nothing in it. Yeah, no, that's right. You know? That sort of tackle that car gets every so often. Well, that's... We yeah, love yeah, doing that. Yeah, we love it. He loves it. Yeah. Because rugby league players love being hurt. Yeah, that's right. 
Now, can I raise an issue that I think is very difficult to unpack? Mm. As people will remember is that when the Rugby League started in 1908, a bell was rung. That's right. Now, many years later, uh, Russell Crowe discovered that this bell was up for sale and bought it for about $1.50. Yep. Uh, when the rabbits, this is a bit ancient history here, rabbits were exiled from the league, mm. uh, when they came back in due to public protest and uh, street marches and all that sort of stuff, and you and I were involved in fundraising matches yep. and so on. Yep. Anyway, when they came back in, this bell was rung again yeah. Yeah. when the team ran out. Yes. Now, tomorrow night, the wisdom is from the rabbits that this bell is going to be rung again. Mm-hmm before the team runs out. Now, now, would this be sanctioned by the NRLHG? Well, this what worries me, you see, is is this now an event that's open for any bit of rubbish? And what what's the equivalent from uh, Penrith? What Thanks can very they much. Do? What can they do? Now, um, can I point out how long is this bell rung? Yes. 15 minutes would seem to be an appropriate amount of time. Mm-hmm. Sure, it'll test Isaac Luke, the former... Uh, oh, he's wielding the bell, isn't he? Yeah. He's, yeah. But he'd have the stamina to keep going for 15 would. minutes. Yep, yep. You know, because he works on the kettlebells all the time to keep him fit. Anyway, so 15 minutes, spotlight, mm-hmm. drifting away, crowd getting bored, back to another mm-hmm. bit of burst from, you know, Isaac on the bell. Oh, okay. You know, so it's easy so to make. Some, there's a bit of production here with this, yeah, is it? Yeah, a bit of, a bit a of cinema- production, I suppose. <laughs> what, what the, the, the helicopter comes in, the army Drop descend the with the bell, oh. present it to Isaac Luke. Holds the bell aloft. Dingy, 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 ding. Cheers erupt. I know. Then out comes Roy Simmons. Yes. Grabs hold of the bell. Dingy, 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 ding. What a lovely idea. Ecumenical, do you see? Yeah. That could be a beautiful moment. Now, can we tip into this the parade of old players in ill-fitting suits? Oh, yes. The fireworks? Can that happen with the bubble, HG? Or, I mean, how how do the old players get? No, I'm just making this up. Oh, right. You know, ideal world here. Ideal world, yes. Yeah. I suppose there'd be a few old Broncos about who could <laughs> waddle out, couldn't they? There would be Broncos about hmm. who could waddle out. Now, then fireworks go off. Yes. Because, you know, obviously... Rugby league play, fans love the fireworks. They do. And, and ding a ding looks, looks so great on television. And ding a ding a ding ding a ding a ding with the fireworks. And, yeah, that's yeah. right. And then maybe we could also... Hmm because people love the national anthem, tip the national anthem into the bell and try and use the beat of the bell ah. to drive an a cappella version of the national anthem. I wow. Mean, magic. Wow. I mean, I'm just making this up. I just yeah, want yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine obviously got a problem. Do we know where the bell come. came from, who the maker was? was no, it? we got no idea. No idea. And was it really the bell rung? In 1908, I well, believe it was. Time. Yeah, no, we <laughs> believe it was. But are we convinced and completely sure it was? Hmm. And can I point out that Russell... Well, surely when it went up for auction, the provenance would have been yeah, there. Yeah, provenance, I'll take your point. The provenance would have been there. Yeah. Now, Russell at the moment, as everybody knows, is filming in uh, Thailand, I think. That's right. His, his very, very fine biopic called Poker Face. Poker Face. Yeah. So this means somebody's going to have to break into his house to get this bell and get it up to Brisbane, drive it up. Oh, put it on the, Lord, know. who's doing that? Well, uh, Isaac Luke, how's... Yeah, uh, is Isaac, would he have the keys to Russell's, Russell's place? I suppose Sydney he would. flat, I suppose he would, yeah. And then in he'd go and get the bell and off he'd go and yeah. start practice a bit on the way up, I Or assume. is the bell housed at the South Juniors oh, Leagues be, Club? Yeah, probably the latter. Or Redfern, you know, at the Oval there. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. But what worries me is that if next year, you know, some other left field crazy idea was put up, does that mean that the league has to take it on and just dump it there? You know, I'm just trying to think of... You know, what would happen if, you know, say the Broncos, I don't know how it works, bottom to last, but 
yep. other way around, you know, bottom to first. Sure. Uh, they decide to run the horse up and down. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, right. Which hadn't been part of the Broncos' livery stable yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah, true, true. What you're suggesting is if the bells are loud, yeah, it opens it up, opens up anything. madness Anyone. to madness. come from any club <clears throat> that comes up with a really silly idea. Yeah, yeah. But this bell, HG, what makes it specifically a South's bell? Because it was first used in 1908, say, over at Birchgrove Oval. But I thought the Rabbits played in that the, match. In that first match. I'm not sure they did. I think it was the Glebe Fruiterers. And uh, the Cherry Pickers. And the, yes. And, and someone else, yeah, Cherry uh. Pickers or something like that. Yes. I think that's where the bell was originally used. Wow. Well, and then taken to each Well, it makes it even worse. Used. I know. It's just any half-baked rugby league idea. See, it's, it doesn't have any focus like the million pounds burn off for World Peace. <laughs> the new $20 note could have a rugby league theme. But, footyheads, we need your support to make this dream a reality. Imagine Super Real Guffo has the face on the new 20. Get involved at Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, um. <clears throat> Now, not a million miles from the bell mm-hmm. is the problem of Reggie the Rabbit. Oh, well, Reggie the Rabbit is, that's fantastic. Pure league. Yeah, pure, pure Souths. Yeah, pure Souths. Yes. But you see what I mean now? <clears throat> yeah. Do Penrith have a similar Whoa, Oh, what a good fluff? question. Do they have a so, mascot? <clears throat> here we come they to. They must do. So what, Peter the Panther or something? Peter the Panther? <laughs> now. It's not too late to mm. rustle something up. Remember the, um, the I think it was the Western Suburbs had a magpie. They did. But there was always fights between Reggie the Rabbit and the magpie. True. And they had to stop it. That's right. They sidelined both. Yeah, now, it was unsightly for kids. It was unsightly, of course. Well, unsightly, <laughs> you know, a magpie and a rabbit. Now, yeah. inside Reggie the Rabbit normally <clears throat> is um, Charlie Gallico. Mm-hmm. He's five feet tall. He's a cheeky bugger. Heart as big as Redfern. No surprises there because he's Reggie the Rabbit. Mm. Few know his name outside the Rabbitohs, but inside the club everybody does. A truly unseen hero. Everyone sees Reggie the Rabbit, the famous mascot for the NRL's most famous club, but Charlie's face always goes unsighted. This is a beautiful think piece in the Murdoch Press. Mm-hmm. Reggie, I love my sport. I do a lot of hospital work as Reggie. I go up to Ramwick and see the kids who have cancer and that. I dress up and, and make them happy. I see the looks on their faces. They really are so happy I, I, I can get bloody hot in the suit, but to see those kids' faces is worth it. Mm. The best job I can do for Souths, I'll do it because without them I'm nothing. Big call, isn't it? It is. Now, the rabbits were kicked out of the comp, as we've rehearsed already, and uh, <clears throat> when they, they were re-admitted, <clears throat> uh, you know, Charlie's been helping the club juniors, as a, had been helping the club juniors as a volunteer trainer. He knocked on the door of South's football operations manager, Sean Garlick, now a well-known pie maker. I went into his office and said, Sean, can you do me a favour? Can you ask the directors if I can beat Reggie? Wow. Beautiful story, Beautiful isn't it? Beautiful story, yeah. He said, righto, Charlie, I'll let you know. I got a phone call from him. He said, uh, the board says you can do it. Yep. I wonder who else was on the board at that stage. The well, big, George Biggins, yes. He ran the board very tight fist. Did. Nick Pappas, I suppose. Yes. I, I don't know if Russell Crowe was involved don't at that know. point. Don't know. <clears throat> um, I said, beauty, thanks. I got the suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw and felt the crowd, the happiness in the crowd uh, that they saw Reggie was back 
how they cheered him on. I was blown away. A couple of days later, I went back to uh, Jordan and said, can you do me a big favour? Charlie laughs. He said, what do you want now? He said, that's how we talk. See, I said, look, write me a resume. You know all about me. I trained you when you were 10 years old. Isn't that a story? Mm-hmm. Uh, you played for Souths. I softened him up a bit. You become the manager. I want to do Reggie. He said, I want to do it. I, I don't want many money. A week later, I got a letter saying I could be uh, doing it forever. Now, sadly, Charlie can't be in Brisbane for the grand final mm-hmm. for the obvious reasons. He sent the suit up and a teenage girl will be wearing it, uh, about the same stature as me, and I hope that little girl has the time of her life being Reggie. Mm. Beautiful story. Beautiful story. Pure league, isn't it? It is. And, uh, it <clears> is. And Reggie, of course, has got a few more, a couple of decades in him, even though he's 78. Yeah. Big yep. call. Yep, yep. How old is that suit? Is that the original Reggie suit? The original suit. Mm. Now, that'd go back. Like when you were uh, you know, playing with the Shamrocks, did yeah. they have Reggie on the sideline then? No, we didn't have a Reggie then, no. Reggie the Shamrock, No. No, I mean, no. Souths. I mean, oh, Souths. Souths. I don't think they had Reggie the Rabbit then. I'm no, not sure. mascots weren't part of the thing then. Yeah. I always connect the mascot era with the arrival of people dressed up as cane toads and, oh, uh, yes. and um, you know, cockroaches in State of Origin. Yeah. Which they had to ban because of the fights. That's true. That's true. Yes. Um, it is a beautiful story, though, isn't it, that he can't go, but the suit has. Yeah. I remember there was Clary the clothes prop. Oh, <laughs> But, but didn't, didn't really talk on. to people all that no, much. Was, you need to explain it a lot. Just a you know long stick. <laughs> That's um, right. That that ran around and got into got into fights. Now, speaking of <laughs> speaking of motivation, yeah, <clears throat> talking about that um, twelve months of you know last weekend came to fruition last weekend. Now there's another stink on. That was obviously Panthers v Storm. Mm. Now there's another stink going between uh, Souths and Panthers yeah. in the book of feuds. All right, yes. Now it's ready to ignite, mm. according to the Murdoch people. Mm. Uh, That's because Souths have never mm. respected uh, Penrith. Correct. That's right. So yeah. we come to that the NRL grand final, accusing Penrith players of being like those strange hillbillies in deliverance. Yes. Fighting yeah. words. Now, the book also yeah. claims South Sydney people don't trust Panthers, who's uh, I've already mentioned known as chocolate soldiers. Yes. Now, this is quoting from the Book of Feuds. Penrith might seem like gentle country folk from the Blue Mountains, but like those strange hillbillies in the deliverance, they lie in wait and cannot be trusted. We have to always be wary of them, and we must show them each and every time we face them that we'll never let our guards slip. When we have been riding high, they've been able to ambush us. Now, of course, the uh, boss of uh, Penrith had to weigh in saying, well, this is the largest growing area in Sydney, so people trust the Penrith community. Yes. Anyway, the argy-bargy will go on in the tension, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, is this useful? The Book of Feuds. Yeah, you know, I mean, I understand Roosters and uh, yeah. Souths, yeah. but there doesn't seem to be that much animosity. I mean, they need to cite a few areas when we've been riding high, but they've been able to ambush us. When? When, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. No, it's confection, isn't it? Confection, that's right. It's, it's confection. An and, and, and rugby league doesn't need confection. No. It's a brutal it's enough sport. It's a brutal sport. enough sport as Without it is. gilding the lily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Reggie the Rabbit, sure. Yeah. You know. And bashing up the magpie. Stick. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
whoever that panther mascot is, yeah. and the bloke on the horse. The, oh, the, the, the bronco the, guy. The bronco guy. Yeah. That's all great. Kids yeah. love that. And did the knights have something at one point? Yeah, yeah. they did. They had, a, they had a knight on a horse. Yeah, knight on a horse. Yeah. I don't know what became of that. No, that was a great idea. It was a great idea, yes. Yeah. I don't know what the Storm have. Do they, have they got, I no. don't know. They got thunder asthma. No, I don't know. No, I can't help you there, but this uh, the weirdest thing about the Book of Fuges is mm. that you only ever hear about it every so often. Yeah. And, it, you know, to think... If it came out every week, you yeah, know, it's here, we're playing the Broncos yeah, that's today. Right, that's right. well, this is why we hate them. Fuges, this is why we hate them, yeah. Yeah. Now, and couldn't they come up with something better like those strange hillbillies in Deliverance? Yeah. I mean, they sound like the sort of people you might have a barbecue with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's, know? it's limp. <laughs> <laughs> And Regional Anzac Mothers Association supports the September the 8th March on National Rugby League Day. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, Roy. <clears throat> could I just point out September the 8th has come and gone. Yeah, it's next year. And we couldn't do it. No, because it got postponed yeah, till next year. Yeah, it got postponed. Till 2022. Yes. Can we get that message through? Yeah, yeah. For God's um, sake. You know, I mean, it just makes the whole network look bad. It does. That's what worries me. That's what worries me. The grandstand. Yeah, you've got kids thinking, what? (laughs) It's September now. Yeah, right. Well, it's not. We're back at the start of the finals Mm. again. Um, Now, we should um, maybe think Um, about the news. Have you got anything on the text line before we go to the news? Well, someone is suggesting that Father John Coots could be the honorary rugby league chaplain. What a lovely idea. Patron of the organisation. Patron of the chaplains. And and maybe the rugby league patrons, rugby league patrons should have their organisation, which then would chime in on issues like how much detergent up the (laughs) nose is good for a player (laughs) after losing a final. Yeah, concussion and so on. Space, China, Rugby League, Australia, join the dots. It is your future. Imagine the Shanghai SARS slugs packing down against the Footscray funnel webs on Mars for the Volandis Cup. All future intergalactic fixtures on bludging on the blind side. Uh, Bludging on the Blind Side, Grand Final Edition. If you want to get involved with the show, 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or the old style way, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following people have, Roy. Yes, Matt from Mount Hawthorne in Western Australia has had a very busy week, HG. She says, with reference to the discussion of the potential emissions associated with the ongoing regular torching of 40,000 pairs of underpants at rugby league matches discussed last week... Mm. Uh, given an allowance of 20 grams oh, of petrol, yes, emission factor of 2.319 kilograms per litre, at 740 grams per litre, this is equal to 2.319, etc., etc. Uh, anyway, he works out the grand total uh, for rugby league CO2 offsets required would be 1,373.02 kilograms per match. If offsets are purchased on the international carbon markets for this gesture... 
could come in less than 20 grand per match. He says cheap at twice the price. Yes, and look, can I point out that there's no point doing this every week? Oh, I wouldn't have it, thought so. It no, loses unless, its it, impact. It, 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 it does. Yeah, we're suggesting twice in a year. Yes. Once for the AFL and once, once for, for the, the rugby, rugby league. league. Because this, I don't think world peace, I don't mean to be unkind to the world peace people, yeah. of which I am one, but I don't think it's going to break out soon. No. I'm pretty sure that somebody will be shooting somebody this yeah, time yeah, next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a message of hope. Thanks. And you can only sell hope once or twice a year. <laughs> Otherwise, people stop believing in it. Uh, now, Chris has been in touch. He says, uh, as always, happy rugby league. I refer to your idea from last week where you suggested the burning of underpants at 20 minutes, 21 seconds into the NRL grand yes, final right. game to one of those in other states who cannot attend the game. Being in New South Wales, I've decided to leave a pair of underpants on my front veranda for the entire week, leading up to the grand final, which I'll set ablaze at the appropriate time on Sunday. I encourage others to do the same. The thought Beautiful. Of, thought of underpants on verandas or hanging from front doorknobs across the country brings a tear to my eye. And peace to the world. That's a lovely That is thought. a lovely gesture. That's a lovely gesture and thanks very much for and that. something Benson. families could really... Enjoy doing yes. together. Let's say four living in a house, four pairs of four underpants. Four pairs of underpants. Yeah. And more power to them when they douse them in petrol and set them alight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you may not have... If they're dry enough, you probably wouldn't have to douse them in petrol. No, true, true, true. And depends on the quality of the gar, you know, whether it's and cotton can, or poly, and can style, I point polyester out, or something like that. I find underpants wear out probably more quickly than any other item of apparel that I have. Yeah, why? You know, the elastic goes or, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, that can happen. But, mm. That can happen. Or you wear them out. Yep. Reduce. Well, that's why you should never get too attached to your underpants, you know. No, like, no, no. Some players are quite superstitious. They, they want to wear... wear the same pair of underpants every game for the year. Yeah. Don't do that. You're only going to disappoint yourself yeah. when something goes wrong. Later on. Yeah. Uh, this comes from Anthony of Coogee. He says, happy rugby league, gents. I know you're both up to date with the latest exports of Sam Burgess, but I wanted to make you aware of a recent quote from Sam, who's currently, as pointed out in this program earlier, on location with Russell in Thailand, helping out while Rusty films his latest movie. This is the quote. I'll make Crowey's coffee in the morning. What I like to say is that I'm like this spiritual guide on the set. Always good energy around keeping everyone on track. Whoa. A spiritual guide. He's an advisor Anthony now. he says, yes. Yes. I'm keen to get your thoughts on this. I'm curious to know what other spiritual guides, i.e. Uh, rugby league journeyman, would you recommend might have a future in this sort of role in a Hollywood film? Wow. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot of work, does no, it? Just keep just the vibe make up. sure Russell's got his coffee. <laughs> yeah. And, and then just be someone pleasant that any of the crew or the cast can come up and... Have a chat with. Yeah. Is, what he's, are you up to there, Sam? Oh, nothing much. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, how's it looking? Clarity. Yeah, good, I'm working on this scene. Do you want me to help you with your lines? No, nah, mate, no, nah, mate. Nah. And has he got a barista ticket or has he just taught himself? No, he'd probably just go down to the caterers oh, and say, could I get Russell's coffee, coffee for Russ? You know what he, how he likes it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it up to I'll him. I'll take it up to him. Mm. Mm. It's here, mate. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, Sam. What are you doing out there, mate? Oh, nothing much. <laughs> you need any help with your line? No. Uh, now, Neil of Oak Flats. Uh, I'm writing the greatest challenge of our nation could possibly face looms large on the horizon, a rugby league referee shortage. Well, this what? is a terrible situation, it's not all doom and gloom because every cloud has a silver lining. 
Might I suggest that this idea will indeed put rugby league in a better position nationally and it follows Australia in a better position internationally. The idea is a national NRL centre of excellence. I realise this is repeating national, but that's for emphasis. You know, a national, national rugby league centre of excellence. I like it. I suggest the centre staff was, would scour the rugby league fields around the country on Saturday mornings and find suitable young referees, 12 years and older, who were refereeing and displayed the aptitude to be a great rugby league official. Scholarships would be offered on the spot to enter the NRL Referee Centre of Excellence. These gifted students would then enter a boarding school, possibly located, you know, somewhere out back, uh, where they can just focus on nothing but honing their rugby league blowing skills. <clears throat> well, this does raise this question about uh, the... Uh, Touched on an hour ago. Yes. The NRL head of football, Graham Annesley, says the game has an unhealthy obsession with match officials yes. and has put onus on players and trainers not to milk injuries in the you know the code showpiece tomorrow night. Yeah. Do you believe that there is an unhealthy obsession? With no, you? I think it's entirely helpful. Yeah, exactly. Healthy thanks and helpful. Yeah. Thanks very much. Can I put it to you? Mm. The fans have modified the game. So much so in Magic Rounds, six again was every other play. Yes. Now it's hardly there at all. I know. And that's due to the pressure of the fans demanding mm-hmm. that defence be given the same Due value. as attack. Thanks. Yes. And people love that. I know. Because that's what rugby league is ever since that first bell rang in 1908. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. 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 Attack, defence. <laughs> run it up. Get a hit. Beautiful hit. Beautiful run. Beautiful hit. Uh, now Matt's been in touch. I was interested and saddened to hear about the lack of people, especially kids, wanting to become referees. See, I mean, the whole nation's talking about this. I'd like to suggest referee collector cards, like the player cards, the company that I say said this was Scanlon's from the 70s and 80s. Yes, I remember well. chewing gum and the player cards. The referee cards would have a photo of the ref in action plus the vital statistics. Favourite brand of whistle, blowing style, penalties given. Number of games. Send bins, send-offs. Et cetera, et cetera. It's excellent. It's a great idea. It is. It is. Wouldn't that put the referees where they're up there where they belong? Yes. And diffuse this sense that they're we're by interest in the referees, we're somehow pervs. Yes. See, that's what we're See who's me. suggesting that? Annesley. Annesley. You're sick oh, that's and pervs. Sick. That's sick suggesting that. Isn't it? He needs to talk to the chaplain. He does. <laughs> he does. And it wouldn't hurt having a chaplain dedicated for rugby league referees It would would be an excellent idea. Just someone there to to have a good blow today, Mm -hmm. mate. Mm. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, do they coming out I've got a couple of six agains wrong. That can happen. I write to this come from Jimmy. Uh, I wanted to write and tell you about a prop named Sauce. Sauce, yeah. Who played for many years for the Jindabyne Bush Pigs. Oh, yes, the the Pigs, yeah. Yeah, Very famous team. Very famous team. Sauce, Mm. as you can probably guess. Got his name due to his fondness for a pie and sauce. Oh, I thought it might have been redhead. Mm. Mm. So fond, in fact, that on cold Saturday afternoons at Jindabyne Oval, he was known to spurn the oranges at half-time and have a hot pie and sauce instead. Well, that's if you... The crowd loved it. And the magic part was that he'd then go on to demolish the opposition in the second half. This got me thinking, perhaps the rural and regional Anzacs should tuck into a pie at half-time to give them that second-half magic. And maybe attract sponsorship. Yes, exactly. You mentioned Sean Garlic. Yeah, Garlo's Pies could sponsor the rural and regional Anzac. Yes. What a lovely idea.
And all they had to do, all they would have to do is eat a pie at half time and be seen doing so. And remember there was that famous incident. It might have been in uh, one of the football codes or, you know, football levels in England where a, mm. a chap was roped in for a surprise game and he offered to eat a pie at half time and people oh, bet yeah. on whether he would or he wouldn't. Oh, okay. Mm. The details escape me as you'd yeah. expect in a story like that. <laughs> well, it's not a big story. It's not, it's not a huge story. <laughs> Now, Joe in Clifton Springs in Victoria writes, Mm -hmm. Happy Rugby League, he says. I wanted to echo the thoughts of, I'm sure, thousands of your listeners who've learned everything they know about the greatest game of all from your years of broadcasting. (laughs) Won't be much. I've never fully made the transition from AFL to Rugby League, but absorb your weekly insights as I have done for years. For example, a work colleague of mine is an absolute NRL fanatic and in an attempt to fit in with them during during lunchtime conversation, I, I, I offered up having the news first on your show, did you hear about Josh Dugan retiring? <laughs> Who? Came the response. I rest my case. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's I sad, know. isn't That's it? That's a beautiful letter. It is a beautiful letter. Mm. Yeah. It just makes you feel as though all the work is worth the effort. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. yeah. And just finally, HG, a rather passionate uh, email from Murray who says, uh, <clears throat> Happy Rugby League. I had the pleasure of listening to your program on Catch Up yesterday. You were talking about France and the subs. Yes, that's right. That was a very telling He says, I say, get stuffed, France. Two world wars, we fought defending your country. <laughs> 50,000 dead, 300,000 more scarred and maimed of our nation's best and brightest, Anzacs and rugby league players. This gives us the right to change our mind on one deal. Right, fair enough. My great uncle, who was blown apart at Pozzieres on the 23rd of July 1916, was worth more than 100 1960s Citron-built bathtubs. How many French died defending Australia during World War II? None. The French say they feel fooled. I feel no one felt more fooled than the Aussies and the US troops hitting the French Algerian beach in 1942 only to be shut out by German-loving Frenchies. On the hard-working Anzac World War I veterans tending industrially hard on the wide brown land only to watch France with the biggest and well-equipped army in the world circa 1939 to be nobbled by a smaller, more determined Germany in eight weeks Mm. in 1940. He's up in arms about this. I gathered that. I gathered that. Well, you know, did I mention to you that I'm worried about the Monash Centre? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Yes, I, I take what is point. the future of the Monash Centre? Yeah, well, and just, when are we going to be welcome there? I bet you the toilets are shut. I bet they are. Yeah, they won't, they won't get people lingering in there. Now, I, I bet they are. Can I raise an <laughs> issue that you raised on this very program last week concerning yes. the Rugby Union Centre of Excellence and Resilience... And the photos. Now, I understand you've had further correspondence I on have. this issue. Yes. Maybe you could just briefly outline well, your... Well, it was a, a James who alerted us last week to this terrible story of... Uh, uh, vandalism. Vandalism. To a, a code. Concord Oval. Yes. Um, when uh, Campo uh, went to revisit the scenes of his triumphs, stumbled across very important photographs that had been torn up and left on the ground for people to tread on. This was the history of mm-hmm. rugby. Uh, apparently, the each piece of the um, these photographs have been gathered together 
and the photographs are going to be restored. Yes, good. And donated to the new, as yet to be constructed or completed, Rugby Union Centre of Excellence. Right. So this is a very right. exciting development. Right. We don't know where this. We end- don't know where it is. I don't know any of the details, but I'm very keen. I'm very keen to follow it up. Uh, I, I hope John Eels has got something to do with it. Yes. Because you could see it becoming, you know, a bit of land with a double garage on it and people calling that the Rugby League Centre of Excellence. The Rugby Union, be, yes. Sorry, Rugby yep. Union Centre yep. of Excellence. So I might yep. have said Rugby League uh, earlier too. Mm. I meant Rugby Union, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, a double garage with a, you know, a couple yeah. of flop mats and, you know, cattle sure. bags and that sort of stuff. Sure. But, you know, it's got to be something on a par with the Centre of Excellences that we built for, say, Penrith Panthers, oh, et cetera. It's, it's, it's got to be better than that. Uh, would Concord Oval, would it be able to go there? Would it, It'd be a good place for it. It would be, but I think I'm right in saying that somehow the Concord Oval redevelopment has oh. been earmarked for the Tigers. Well, what about T.G. Milner Field? What a good idea. <laughs> the Bludge is fully supportive of referees who put the game ahead of themselves. And don't just blow to pull focus. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Just in passing, this struck me as an odd thing to be saying, as um, an old Sydney affair being played... Before a heaving crowd, maybe, hopefully, this is the writer, at Queensland's spiritual home of Suncorp Stadium is the grand final the NRL needs. Yes. Um, If there is a spiritual home outside New South Wales, it'd be Lang Park. Yeah, and all Sydney affair. Yeah. I mean, hang on a minute. The, The game's played sort of other places. I mean... I just thought any two teams would be good enough. Yeah. Then we turn the page in the same paper and we have Greg Holmes, the brand-new wallaby at the age of 44, mm-hmm. can still remember the first day he met uh, Taniella Tupu at Ballymore, the spiritual home of Queensland rugby. Ballymore Oval, I suppose that's right. I suppose that's right. Um, what would be the spiritual home for rugby? See, I always thought Concord Oval, but T.G. Milner Field is probably that. Well, if that's where the Centre of Excellence is going, it gives yeah. you a great weight to that argument. <laughs> it does. Um, and um, I'm just wondering the old Sydney mm. final, mm. whether it would be more <clears throat> enthusiastically received or less enthusiastically received in Sydney. It just seems to me as though yeah. everybody, the tickets sold out very, very quickly. They did. Admittedly, there's been a scissoring of the they size but, <clears throat> of the crowd, but that's a separate issue. Well, I, I mean, I, I think... Uh, had it see had the grand final be between say the Broncos and the Storm in Sydney? No, in Brisbane. Oh, that, no, that well, would have been yeah, yeah, through the roof. Through the roof. Yeah, be, <clears throat> now uh, obviously the, a lot of great players, none greater than Isaiah Yo, the uh, Penrith skip, going around tomorrow. Yeah, and according to um, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> State of Origin coach Brad Fittler. He describes, um, you know, um, Isaiah in the following way. He takes a lot of pressure off Nathan Cleary. He organises all the middle. Nathan will call the plays and Isaiah will organise everyone. He gets everyone into position and that's allowed Nathan to be a runner and not to be an organiser. He's got speed to get through the line and if they take their eyes off him, he's got a good show and go. Sometimes Isaiah goes through the stages where he might pass too much, but if he gets it all right this week, he could be the difference. And then he says... <clears throat> and this is the bit that I wanted to get your comment on. I don't think many people would disagree with no, that. No, no, that's you all. Know, all yeah. good. Mm. So I have these plants. This is Freddie talking, called salvias. Now, I'm admittedly sitting up. He has what? These plants. Oh, yeah. Growing plants. Yeah, red salvias. Yeah. Salvias, mm-hmm. which I actually call my Isaiahs. 
they are a, uh, they are like a beautiful, reliable machine. They just keep giving and are awesome. Isaiah just keeps going. You know, if you ask him to do something, he'll do it. He's just a really reliable bloke. Yeah. Now, well, plants, salvias, yeah, and well, rugby red, league. Red and blue salvias, HG. They they're a sort of set and forget. <laughs> yes. They they it's a it's a lovely. Um, a, a lovely display. They're, they're, they're lovely, what I describe as garden jewels. A large uh, flower? Uh, no, not necessarily a large flower. No. no. Unassuming? No, 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 unassuming. But when they come out, when they sparkle, they really let their presence be felt. Right. And very little maintenance, HG. You've just got to do a little bit of deadheading. Yes, every now and again. And, they and come the on next, again. next, next, they'll, now, they'll, they'll Fred come McGlantz. again. Yeah. You know, remember, of course, you know, he was the first person, I think, to bring walking around on grass. Oh, earthing. But, yeah, earthing, barefooted, yep. to bare, with bare feet to yeah. the highest level of rugby league. Yeah. So he does have some track record in the nursery area. Yes. And he probably can spot, you know, the amount of, you know, moisture in the ground. Yes, and he so probably on. could. Yeah. yeah, and be mindful of, he probably, he's probably Slippery. got one of those penetrometers that yes. tells you the depth of soil, the, the moisture in the soil, how deep the moisture's going, that sort of thing. He probably grows a little bit of silver beet, maybe grows his own carrots. I carrots. don't know. Right. Don't so know. It's, it's a tricky thing hand. to grow a carrot. People think, oh, so carrots are so easy. They're not. They're not. And it's like dill. The secret to dill, I discussed this with Freddie at some stage, you, it's pointless buying a punnet of dill and planting it in your backyard. <clears throat> the act of planting it... Kills it. Kills it. You've got to grow it from seed. Ah, right. That's so the secret can't, to dill. You can't do it with uh, seedlings. No. You've got to go from seed. No. Now, do you think, um, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I mean, look, what I'd prefer is that salvias, I mean... Yes. They're not top of the hit parade when it comes to No, plants. they're not. They're, they're not your rose, yes. you know. Yes, I was just wondering. You know, they're not your bottle brush. They're not, they're not oh, your yes, guy me a lily. They're not, they're no. not big. They're not mm. loud. Mm. They just do the job. Mm-hmm. Ah, they the provide colour. Mm-hmm. They're there. Mm-hmm. They're reliable. Mm-hmm. They're never going to let you down. They're like, I say a yo. <laughs> Australians. Do you want to become a rugby league referee? You're shocked your parents won't speak to you and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, this is a beautiful story about a Panther player too. He's not a, he's not a rose, he's not a salvia, he's not a dill. Uh, Coruscant opened up this week to the Murdoch Press about his origin anguish admitting he's still fighting an individual battle against himself. Is he really? Yeah. So that's where your chaplain could be usually, could be very useful. Now, he's the only member of this Penrith 17-man squad to have won a grand final, ironically claiming a premiership with his, with this week's, you know, obviously rivals, the Rabbits. Yeah. Uh, after first-choice hooker Luke Isaac missed South's 2014 triumph due to suspension. That's why I think uh, he's ringing the bell tonight, uh, tomorrow night. Right. <laughs> Now, but in July, Coruscant's career was in tatters after breaching COVID protocols by speaking, uh, sneaking a woman in the origin camp, triggering a two-match suspension, 35000 fine uh, from the furious NRL Well, that can happen to anyone. Of course. Again, the chaplain could be useful there. And help maybe with the... uh, With smuggling. Yeah, smuggling techniques, (laughs) uh, use of the boot, all that sort of stuff. (laughs) Now, Coruscant was left gutted by the origin drama, which could have shut down the NRL premiership and says, well, hang on a minute. 
Nothing shuts down the NRL Premiership. We've discovered no, that no. and discussed that many times on this very program. It's class A. Yeah, that's right. It says uh, the incident was ultimate reality check in his determination to be a leader at the Panthers. I've learned a lot about myself through this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I've had a fair. I've had to learn a fair bit about a, me as a person. It's one of those things where I keep working on myself every day, wanting to be a better person. It's important that I keep growing. Sounds like the uh, the um, the yeah, chaplain's there. Ch- yeah, the chaplain's there in his ear. Yeah, it's one of those individual battles I have to face, and I want to come out the other end. Good. Now, uh, the 28-year-old has uh, one premiership ring mentioned, as mentioned, stashed away in. How about this? In his undies drawer. <laughs> now. Fair I'm enough. Just, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I mean, but where else would you put your ring? Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and undies that may in fact be on the front door. Yes. Saves tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, now, I, hope, mm, I hope whoever's putting his undies out yeah. don't Yeah, no, obviously the get ring. the wrong yeah. pair. Now, <laughs> uh, he, undies draw at home, but there's a hollow feeling about 2014 grand final triumph over the Bulldogs. Mm. Underlining the gravity of Luke's suspension, South's co-owner Russell Crowe has given the former Test Kiwi, this is where I get to, the honour of ringing the 1908 Foundation bell when the rabbits run on as rehearsed in this program already. So that's a great, a great... What an honour. I know. And a great rapprochement, hands across the water, reaching out from 2021 to 2014 and roping the person who was suspended then. Yes. And what would would you rather have, a ring in your undies drawer or a ring of the bell? Kickers, are you wearing Kikau 97s? You should be. University tests prove the Kikau is 97% more accurate than its nearest competitor. Check the stats with bludging on the blind side. When it comes to, you know, good places to put your valuables, mm-hmm. the undies drawer is not a bad tip, no. is it? People are a bit standoffish about other people's, you know, I smalls. think so, smalls, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, rather than your sock drawer, I mean, yeah, everybody, everyone would go through that. Yeah. But mm. looking for a matching pair. Yeah. Mm. Now, to be honest, I still haven't wrapped my head around winning that premiership. Wow, I mean, it's a long time he ago. He still hasn't but... wrapped his head around this Coruscant <laughs> from 2014. Yeah. And he still hasn't wrapped his head around. No, he hasn't. He needs a chaplain. I have feelings of guilt. Exactly. Guilt. <laughs> guilt for winning. Come on down and sit down, my lad. Yes. Mm. Come on in and sit down, my lad. Anyway, I have feelings of guilt. I took Isaac's spot because oh, yeah. he got suspended and I probably shouldn't have been there. It shows how hard it is to win grand finals. I'll say it is. That was my first year and I haven't won another grand final since, so it's a tough thing to do. Now, then we get to his loss. Coruscant says Penrith's grand final loss to Melbourne. Last year cut him deeply. He can't bring himself to watch the replay. Yeah. Now, oddly enough, Ollie Wines, the, the uh, Brownlow medalist, said he hadn't been able to watch the replay of, uh, you know, Dogs v. Uh, Power. Right. This preliminary final. Yeah. I still haven't watched the game. The guys had to watch bits and pieces, but it was a struggle for me to come all that way and not get the cookies on the big day. It takes a long time to get over. Yeah. It really hurt me. It stirs up so many emotions. I have some regrets. So I wonder if I could have done more and made a difference. We all want to get out there and make amends. Obviously, motivation. Yeah. And this is the... Um, Anyone feels that in a losing grand final team, HG, yeah. you think, have could, you could, ever, I, could feel, I have done more? Yeah. Can I ask, did you ever get caught on the wrong side of the ledger in a grand final? And not be able to play? Well, no, what I meant was, uh, or either that... For, yeah, for no, no, that never happened. I, I, I always tried to keep my nose clean yeah, le- leading up to up the to finals. The, and, and Oh, you had to. I yeah. mean, otherwise you're letting everyone down. You're letting your team down, family down, nation down, state down. Jumper. Yeah, all of that. And I didn't want to do that. No. 
but there were times in a grand final when you think you'd come off and you'd think, well, I could have done more, I suppose. Could have done more. Mm-hmm. Could I have done more? Mm-hmm. And I'd, so I'd say that to Coach Granell. Uh, Grass, could I have done more? Anyway, everyone could have done more. Yeah. Even That's what he'd say. Yeah. He didn't want to. He didn't want to single out any individual, you know. Although, you know, Benson dropped the ball. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. I don't want to go. I, I, I'm over it. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah, I understand that. Further yeah. back than 2014. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, line was open. Dropped the ball. We could have won the grand final. We didn't. Anyway, the following year he disappeared. Remember, he went. Yeah, to that I know. Ball? I know. I know. I know. Don't we don't want to go back there. No. But there was no relationship between the two incidents. Yes, even the police said that. Even the police said, and all right, there's nothing to do, there's no connection between him dropping the ball with a try line open in the final moments of the grand final that would have won the Shamrocks the game and his disappearance in a walk to Orange. Now, that was said straight up. That was said straight I up. That, I think the police were very good there. They were. They, they didn't were. muck about. The, they the said. Sydney bloody squad, Bumper Farrell and all that lot, they, they came, descended on Lithgow, they interviewed everyone and they made it very clear in a statement to the Lithgow Mercury that there is definitely no relationship between the disappearance of this bloke and him costing the match. The Rugby League Players Association, in partnership with the Bank of Volandes, have done a deal with Bitcoin to pay all Rugby League salaries Cardano cash. Stay tuned for blockchain updates on bludging on the blind side. Yes, now, this is a bizarre story. Penrith, uh, this is hard to believe, Penrith have lost $50 million in the pursuit of success over the past decade. $50 million. Yeah. What do you mean lost it? Well... Went disappearing. Disappeared. Yeah, the money disappeared. Well, when it finally arrived last year mm-hmm. and has been followed by back-to-back grand final appearances, COVID has prohibited them from capitalising on it. Ah. Panthers Group Chief Executive Brian Fletcher told the, uh, obviously, the nine newspapers, the football club had missed out on an estimated $4 million windfall in 2021, compounded by similar impact the previous year. For the 10 years we've waited for this success, we've been through all the heartache in the previous decade prior to us being successful last year, we lost $50 million. In our rugby league program, when you go through the balance sheet, it averages around $5 million a season and that development uh, that's in development and some bad decisions. Now, what the difficulty is, is that they've had a lot of juniors. Yeah. That's obviously costly to keep the juniors going, the juniors program going. Hopefully that some of the people in the juniors program, as is evident in their current number one lineup, mm. in their first team lineup, have come up through the ranks, but it's cost them a lot of money to do it. Right. And there's been so little success. It would be very bad if they lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. But all clubs must have missed out on a lot of... Ah, well, I hate to think what, say, um, you know, Canary Bankstown Bulldogs have missed out on. Yes. Not only no no success, but no fans either. No. So the silver lining of selling a quarter of a million's worth of merchandise in 24 hours after qualifying for the 2021 grand final is nullified by a concern that the club, though blameless... Blameless, blameless may fail to turn a generation of young fans into lifelong tragics because uh, they can't win. Because they can't win. Yeah. Uh, they can only win certain things. Yeah, right. Yeah, they can beat the Broncos, obviously. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 
That cost that, that cost is yet See, to be See, they counted. should have won the grand final last That's year. That's the thing. They should, have, they should win the grand final this year and, mm-hmm. and arguably the grand final. What you're talking about is a dynasty. A dynasty, yes, that's right. Like the Penrith dynasty. They've, they've invested so much into this, centre of excellence, et cetera, et cetera, yes. those the Gould Report, all yeah, of that. That yeah. can come cheap. Yeah. You wouldn't expect it to come cheap. And they lost their mascot. They lost the, the mascot. The spiritual. Pause, pause, yeah, gone. The spiritual leader. Yes. Of the club <laughs> yeah. and the whole operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with this $50 million, million. is it $50 million they've lost or 50000 No, $50 million. $50 million. Well, this $50 million investment looks like it's only going to deliver one premiership. Is it, that the, the yes, argument? Yes, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, and that's they, an expensive premiership, isn't it? And they haven't been able to capitalise on turning... <laughs> Sort of interested people into tragic who buy every jumper they put out and every you know oh, Pete Hat and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that cost is yet but to be counted. But that Penrith Leagues Club, that's gone through the roof, isn't it? Yeah. Remember, of course, the Leagues It'd Club generate is, fifty million a year. Well, that's through the pokies alone. Wait a minute. The club itself is a separate entity to oh. the football club and the football operations. Oh. The club, it is true, kicks into money into the football operations, but oh. neither. The club, the football club doesn't own the league's club. Doesn't own the league's club. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that cost is yet to be counted, but it's reduced the team footprint in the community at a time, see, yeah. it's a fickle thing, isn't it? Yeah. At a time when stars such as Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luau have become local heroes. Mm-hmm. We had two years when we could have replenished the 20 to 30% of that 50 million we lost, but COVID hit. Everyone has suffered from COVID, but the timing meant, oh, et cetera. Yeah, 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 goes. yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. tragic story. Yes, it is, know. isn't it? I mean, how Well, is there a plan, actually, to somehow get this $50 million back through various promotions, like lotteries? Um, oh, a lottery. A the, lottery. The Penrith $50 million lottery. Something like that, yeah. That's fantastic. You know, and <clears throat> people, people in the area through well, council could get involved, they, they have their wages garnished. Well, I like this idea to go buy a ticket in the lottery every week. Every week. It just comes so, out of your pay pack. Yeah, Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten bucks from now, everyone in the area. It's just a growth area. In. Lots yeah. of people will be working in that area, et cetera, once we get back to normal and we're freed. That's right. That's we're right. freed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as we've mentioned before in an idea similar to this, HG, you make sure that the prize isn't that big. So if the prize is just two thousand dollars a week, which is a lot of money to someone, you know, you put mm. in ten bucks, you get two thousand mm. back. Everybody happy? Mm. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. This but is the- if you if you're bringing in say four million a week through this technique, please, please. and only two grand a week's going out, you can make up that fifty million pretty quickly. Terps, Metho, bleach, and hand sanitizer in equal parts. Try it. What have you got to lose? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, uh, there's a lot of mystery uh, surrounding Supercoach Wayne Bennett, but one of the things I did notice is that Wayne Bennett has taken the drastic step of banning Gyaro from riding his brand-new 40,000 Harley-Davidson, fearing a freak road accident could wipe out a defensive hitman on Sunday night. Wow. He leaves nothing to chance, does he, Wayne? No. Now, Gyaro, of course, uh, fabulous State of Origin series. Mm-hmm. How long uh, has he been riding, HG? Do we I know? Probably only began this week. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, uh, he was in the middle of the imbroglio involving 
uh, what are dance people being smuggled in. I mean, everybody oh, seems to yeah. be smuggled into a state of origin yeah. camps. Yeah. Anyway, he obviously was uh, had to be suspended. Anyway, Bennett has put the brakes on Arrow riding on Queensland roads yes. after giving the Rabbitohs hard man a rocket in the lead up to the NRL decider. Mm-hmm. Keen to treat himself for playing his 100th game against the Roosters last month, mm-hmm. Arrow went shopping on the Gold Coast looking for an appropriate gift, a shiny new Harley Davidson. I've told Jai he's not riding a bloody motorbike, right. he said on the eve of the grand final. Yeah. Is there – I mean, there's Bennett he's, he's a great, you know, statistics man, but uh, statistically are you more likely to have an accident on a motorcycle than in a motor vehicle, HG? I mean, is there any – what a good question to yeah, ask. I, I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not really the person to... Well, um, Bennett, no, you'd imagine he would have done his homework he would have in this matter. Otherwise, he'd have all the players riding motorbikes all the time. He would. Wouldn't he? If it was safer on a, motor, on a motorbike. I get the feeling it's not, but uh, that's just an impression. <laughs> now, now, how about this? Wayne Bennett could become the first coach in history to have two major roles with two different clubs at the same time. Mm-hmm. They're desperate to keep him at South because obviously he tells players not to ride motorbikes, yes. that sort of quality. What, yeah. as a mentor? As a mentor, as a exactly sort of right. chaplain. <laughs> and filling the vacant role of chaplain. That's right. As so desperate as South to keep him, yes. uh, they're considering offering the veteran a mentor, uh, the veteran mentor a deal, yes. even if he takes up a job with the 17th team, the rural and regional Anzacs. Right. Remember, they're yeah, yeah, still yeah, in the yeah. running for the 17th team. That's right. Bennett is officially... Have the rural and regional Anzacs reached out to Bennett or not? I or don't think so, think not so, yet, no. no. Okay. I think they're hoping to find a, a, a coach from within the ranks of the military. Oh, fair the enough. The current servant in the military, right. you know. Yes, somebody right. who might have, say... Like JJ or someone like that. Yeah, with the guy doing the, the COVID role. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guy, yeah. Be great, great. He seems to get things well, he working. He looks no nonsense. No nonsense, yes. yes. Up and running very quickly. Yep. You know, he was brought in at the last minute. And look That's how right. many jabs we've got. I know. The nation's just going through the roof. Now, Rabbitohs boss Blake Solly confirmed the club had plans to work out a role for Bennett as, mm. you know, maybe pastor. Clearly the grand final is everyone's priority for this week. Once that's over, we'll sit down with Wayne and hopefully can come up with some ways to keep him in uh, the club at 2022. Now, of course, they've got Jason Dimitriou, who they're very keen on mm-hmm. to become the next, um, the next uh, coach. Right. And they're talking about building a dynasty too. Well, it's ours. Yeah, remember yeah, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, yeah, the... Yeah. the Penrith game. Yeah, the Penrith, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's... But, but all the rage these days. What are they saying about potential conflict of interest, HG? Wow. What happens when Souths get to play the rural and regional Anzacs? That first... That first... The first time they come out. The, the, the first... The drum roll and here come the yeah. Anzacs. The yeah. slouch hats thrown onto the, you know, yeah. <laughs> all of that. I'd forgotten all about the hats yes. on the sideline. Yes. It's going to be great. Yeah, I know. There'll be a run through. Then you've got Reggie the Rabbit who's going to be kicking hats about and yeah. then there's going to be a punch up and that sort of stuff. Oh, be Where's Bennett stand? I don't know. I don't know. And can I ask, the other thing is, is that's going to be part of Magic Round. That's what I'm seeing. It's yes. the first time the new Riddle and Regional Anzacs appear will be the opening match of Magic Round, maybe the Thursday night. Oh, okay. That's in my mind. I think oh, that'd be a great program. Right. right. Well, what are they doing for the first ten rounds of the season? Oh, no. Well, I moved Magic Round. Oh, to, to the first round of the year. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Just, just to, just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Just to, to get it going. shake things up a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, that's now, a great idea. I mean, that would be my pipe opener for the season. It would. And every year, I reckon the previous, yes. well, I'm just jumping ahead here, the previous premiers or the current premiers, mm. i.e. they won the grand final the previous year, yep. 
will play the rural and regional Anzacs. Beautiful idea. I know. The Beautiful idea. Kicked over and all yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, every yeah, year. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I tell you what, Anzac Day, the Anzac Day round would be. I'd be well, obviously the that'd be very the, special. Very easy for Fruin to motivate the troops on Anzac Day. <laughs> oh my word! You know. My word. Fantastic. If we could rope in Brendan Nelson to help out. A talk. Yes. About, you know, some of the great battles of previous years, some of the ones that the old correspondent mentioned in the in that telling yeah. email section earlier <laughs> oh, today. Yeah, right. Had me sitting right up. <laughs> now, I don't know how much of this we were able to do because we mm. do have pressing needs. And before I go mm. onto that, can I just thank the whole Grandstand team for allowing us to come in and do the program for another year? We're yes. very taken by the whole operation and organisation. It's very smooth. Yes. It's like clockwork, you know, the whole calling side of it, Luke Lewis, uh, you know, Andrew Moore, etc. Yeah. MC and all that. They come in every week and call for eight hours after us. Yeah. I don't know how they do I it. I don't know how they Just do tremendous. It. And Dave Stein, of course, our own producer. Yes. Who's done a tremendous job in very trying circumstances. Yes. And our correspondents, HG. The, 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 the Our emailers. Are the, <clears throat> Can the I thank The finest them? in the world. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, and the calibre the, the res- caliber mm. and the contribution they've made to extending ideas. Mm-hmm. We just floated that idea about the uh, the idea of the underpants being part of the million pants burn-off. Yeah. Now, and it's caught in- the public's imagination. It has and taken it into their yeah. homes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean someone's uh, suggesting now at the moment is wondering whether the underpants that are to be put on the doorknob tomorrow night, should they be removed from yourself and put on the doorknob or just a pair of underpants you get out of the drawer? I'm going to go further than that. They're <laughs> club-branded underpants. Yeah, but not everyone's got club-branded underpants. No, because I'm, I'm suggesting that people go to the sites, get their underpants and get them express posted out in the back of a cab so they'll have the correct oh, underpants. Okay. If you're a Parramatta supporter, you've got the yeah, green, yeah, yeah. Yeah, blue and gold. The blue and gold. Yeah, etc. And they're taken off yeah. at, say, five past 11 tomorrow yeah. Out the front of everybody's <laughs> place and put on the door in a ceremony. Well, yeah. you know, obviously it's only a ceremony that you and your family can see, but that's sure. We can't do this for everybody all the time. Yeah. And let's face it, your house is your house. Mm. Oh, I, I think it could be a very moving sort of thing, actually. I'm reminded that there were toy bears put in windows to thank uh, the those the front line uh, dealing with COVID. Now, remember... And that, I think, was, that was a really lovely gesture, gesture on behalf of the community to, to acknowledge the great work done by our nurses and doctors, And remember in England, I think they got out and banged... In Italy, they yes. got out and banged pots and pans. They did. And I think Italy might have sung a few arias. They did. They to did. To thank the people who did that yes. sort of work. Yeah. Which is so great. a way of thanking our rugby league heroes... I know. ...is to do the right thing tomorrow night. Yeah, put the underpants on the door put them on and the door. burn them at <laughs> into the first half. I mean, it's, it's moving and, you know, the only thing that worries me is a nice piece of music to go with it would be great. And I'm just wondering if by this time oh, next year... Oh, also speaks Zarathustra. Yeah, I know. Speaks yourself, doesn't it? I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just thinking of something that, um, I don't know, maybe had a bit of easier oh. thing to sing. Right. You know, like, oh. I mean, you know, like, that's the great joy of up there, Kazali. Yes. Never mind the weird key, Like, key I've changes. been everywhere, man, or something like that. <laughs> that's right. Or I want to have a beer with Cameron. Oh, okay. You know, something yeah, like go that. through the team. Yeah, go through the team. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then hang the underpants up. Yep. Well, uh, Roy, look, it's been, I can't get on to this thing about how the, the, the landscape's going to change with the 17th team. 
Yeah. And well, it will. obviously we'll be talking about it a lot next year. Yeah. Uh, they're going to put State of Origin on Wednesday night. They're going to play weekend matches in the State of Origin series or, you know, during the State of Origin series. Uh, more scheduling of matches. Yeah. Uh, and they're very keen on getting Queensland back on top, I think, because Queensland yes. seems to be the lost, slightly lost cause. Ta- you know, obviously Cowboys not going so well, Broncos down in the dumps yeah. and only modest success from the Titans. That's that. That's true. But what I like the sound about this issue, what, what you're suggesting here with our 17th team, is that there's going to be more rugby league next year and that's, that's got to be the message. So, and that's something to look forward to. That's You've right. enjoyed your rugby league this year? Wait until next year because there's going to be more. Now, more, I should point out, it's 2023 that this team comes in. Oh, okay. There's bound to be more rugby league next year by definition. Yeah, it sure. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. True. But... Um, Okay. Look, uh, it's been a great year, Rory. It's a great year, HG. It's been we, wonderful to sit beside you again for another I, season. I know. And, and I've got to say, it's when we started, we had no idea we'd be talking about the things we've talked about this year, including no. underpants and, you know, know. minion pants burn off and all that I sort know. of stuff. Rugby league great. always throws up a surprise. And with that as a final thought for the year, we say farewell from bludging on the blind side for season 2021. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your contributions. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.